Hello everyone, welcome to the Charge Shot Gamescast. Each and every week, friends gather around to talk about the things that have been going on in the last in the games they've been playing. So yeah, with me, Justin. We also have Ben. <laughs> Guys, Area 51 is real. The government's... <laughs> Yeah, of course it's real. You should have Naruto run away. Run? Yeah. Ran. That's fine. For that. Let's move on. Uh, so today let's start with Justin. Oh, not me again? I feel unloved now. Good. Um, you just Zelda. I don't care about you anymore. Yeah. So... He's in a mood today. Me? Him. Oh. Who, me? No. I am too. I'm not in a mood. I'm just, like, brain dead, so I'm not thinking. Uh, what have I played? We played some more Gears 5, uh, did some of the open world stuff in Act 2, and it's still real weird to have an open world in a game like that that's not... Like, it's weird to have a map. Well, yeah, that too. Like, mechanically, <laughs> it's not built for open world travel, and that stupid, like, glider vehicle thing just is clunky and awkward. I love driving it around. But it makes no sense, and it's I not. wish I got to drive it around. Well, does it not let you get in the driver's seat? Or driver's... No, I did, but then you didn't want to get in the car, so then I just let you take it. You, you didn't let me drive. I, you didn't ask to. You didn't wait. I totally did. I said, get in, and you're like, no, I have to go over here and do some, some other bullshit. Yeah, and then when I got back, you weren't in the driver's feet anymore. I, I was protesting that sounds like a you problem um <laughs> anyway <laughs> the actual like open world map area is not good uh but that game is still really good like i never thought that a, a microsoft first party game would be on my game of the year list but i'm pretty sure it's going to be that's weird um aside from that I have not played a lot, because I spent most of the week editing. Um, I have a new video out. Go watch it. I don't want to wait until the end. It's real it's good. It's a good video. Oh, thank you. Um, I got it off surprisingly quickly, considering when I filmed it. And how much work I put into it. But sometimes I get like just laser-focused, and like don't do anything except that one thing. And then I can lock it out in like three days. Um, but I did start up Link's Awakening... HD? I think it's just called Link's Awakening. Yeah, there's no, like, subtitle. Yeah. I started with the new Link's Awakening. It's not. Uh, Today, I went by the store on my way home from work and got this cute little guy. Aww. He's so precious. Like, he shines. He's got, like, a ceramic sheen to him. It's really cool. Um, Put him in your Christmas decorations. No, the cats will destroy him. Oh. They can't get him up there. Uh, but yeah, I picked that up and then started up the game, and I'm still not totally sold on the art style. Because, <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, you keep saying, it's the same game, it's the same game. Just by nature of how different it looks, it doesn't feel like the same game. Like, when I'm running around in the world and everything, I'm like, okay, I remember where to go, I know exactly where this is. But then you're going around, even just, like, going around the town, it's not split up into grids anymore. 
where it's well, like, yeah. you know, you slide over to the next screen. And so, like, it just feels like a totally different world, just by nature of kind of free roam around the world. Uh, and in dungeons, it does still split up the screens like that, for the most part. Uh, but, which I think is better, you know, having them kind of like in, well, chambers. Um, but the, the, like, aesthetic of those dungeons feels so different that, like, I forget that things are the same rooms as they were in the original game, you know? Um, cause it's not even like the Metroid 2 remake where, Simus Returns, I mean, not another Metroid 2 remake, uh, ASMR. where they actually, like, expanded out all of the, it's not ASMR. No, I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. Because it's um, like AM2 RAS, yeah. Yeah. Like, they didn't expand out the dungeons or the, you know, the maps or anything like that where it feels different. It's just they changed the art style so drastically that it feels new again, which is kind of nice. But everything is still the same. I'll say that. Like, all of the placement of enemies in the rooms and the rooms, the the way the rooms are laid out is all the same. Um, but there are some new things. You gotta You gotta give it credit. Uh, for one, there's some more kind of collectible things to find around. Um, like in the town, there's little pedestals, and you can like find the like the figurines that go in those pedestals. Uh, it's a small thing, but it's something else to collect in the game. You know, it's another reason to explore. And then there's actually a few new items so far. Uh, they brought bottles back. I think there's four bottles in the game that you can put fairies in. And so, like, you're doing the fishing mini game. And you can get uh, two heart containers and then a, a, a like a, a heavier lure that you can use to pick up the bottle at the bottom of the of the fishing mini game. And apparently there's other like kind of I don't know if they're new mini uh, or new side quests or if it's just like, you know, there's different ways to find them in, the, in later parts. But that's the only model I've gotten so far. I just know there's other bottles in the game. Uh, so that was kind of surprising. Um, and there's more of the, uh, the seashells in this one. I don't know if it's like, you have to get more to get the level two sword, or if there's another reason you have to get more seashells along the way. Like, you know, something better than the level two sword, because I've only gotten like five so far. But, uh, I thought that was kind of surprising when I read that, because I hadn't heard that anywhere before. Um, but for the most part, it's the same game. The the main new feature in it is the chamber dungeons thing, which uh, unlocks after the second dungeon. So I tried that like right before I ended it because I, um, I I moved through the beginning of the game pretty quickly, so I'm already through two dungeons in like two hours. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a long game. No, it's not. Uh, I mean, it gets a little longer by the end. I'd say it's probably like ten to twelve hours, but you can do like a dungeon an hour in the, for the first three or four. Uh, but, um, I, w I wanted to try out that chamber dungeons thing so I could talk about it. And like, I didn't have a lot of rooms to put in or anything. Uh, cause it's basically like each room you go through in a dungeon becomes a chamber. So the more dungeons you do, the more chambers you get. But it is kind of cool because like, even if you don't care about actually like building your own dungeon and stuff, there's just kind of little like, uh, like puzzle challenges that you can go in there and do. So it'll drop like the, you know, the intro chamber, like an item chamber and then a boss chamber. And it's like connect these three rooms and complete these 
objectives with the rooms you have available to complete this like challenge. And when you complete the challenges, not only do you get like the rupees from the dungeon that you completed, but you also get like some other reward for completing it. Like I got a new chamber for beating the first challenge. Uh, so it's kind of a neat little, like, I mean, it's, it's some extra replay value. I'll say that. Um, and it gives you incentive to check that out regularly as you have access to new chambers and can mix and match your dungeon a little bit more and also access to new challenges inside that mode. Um, but I also went through and tapped a bunch of my amiibo to get some extra, uh, like some unique amiibo chamber, uh, challenges. I didn't try any of them yet. I'll be honest. Cause it was like 750 at that point. Um, and the actual like act of putting down the rooms and everything takes some time, but I'll get back to that. Uh, but this sounded like some cool stuff. Like the, the new one that I got like specific, I think a lot of them are like kind of randomized. Um, there's a certain number you can get, but there's, you know, it doesn't matter which one you tap, you're just going to get a random out of that collection. But the new Link Amiibo specifically gives you the Shadow Link, uh, chamber modifier. So it, like, adds a little Shadow Link into the dungeon that chases you around while you're trying to go through it. Um, kind of like the, the Shadow Mario challenges in, like, Mario 3D Land, I think it is. I don't remember. Um... It, that happens in Mario Galaxy also, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, the actual chamber dungeon mode itself is a little clunky, uh, because like the interface shows, uh, it's split up, like it has the one exit rooms, uh, two exit rooms, three exit rooms. I don't know if maybe there are four exit rooms, I don't remember, but I don't have any yet. And then in the one exit rooms, there, it's split up by like, just an outward door or just a left door or just a right door and you know so on with the others and every room that has a door has to have something out from it so you can't have like a door that leads nowhere for example so when it comes down to actually building the dungeons you're a little bit limited because you have to make sure that everything connects to its to each other and so you can't just like lay whatever room you want down like there's no themes or you know like custom building options like in mario maker or anything it's literally just whatever room fits you drop it down you put another door next to it and so on so like if you drop down a room that has a a locked door that room has a locked door you can't change that um if you drop down a room with a staircase or a treasure chest or whatever it has those things you're just pulling the room straight from the dungeon and putting it into your chamber dungeon exactly as it was Uh, The only difference is you can do those modifiers, like I mentioned, like the Shadow Link, if you have them unlocked. Um, So it's kind of weird, and it's pretty limited, but I like the idea of it, like, as kind of the, you know, beta, like, prototype for a Zelda maker down the line, uh, because there's some really strong stuff in there. But the one dumb thing about it is you can't share them online. Yep. So the only way to share your chamber dungeons... Is to tap an amiibo and save your dungeon to that amiibo. And then have someone else go into their chamber dungeon in their game. Load up your amiibo and play your dungeon that way. So probably the only way I'm going to play any of these is like hanging out with my brother. And we, you know, swap chamber dungeons. Which is fine. It'll be fun. But that's kind of lame. That would have sold me on the game. Just as the the whole online dungeon mode. I would have bought it just for that. And I wouldn't be saying it's the same game. Like, well, they added that. 
And that that just ends sends the game's life time by like yeah. way more than just the single player. Adventure. And I mean, they could always expand that in the future. Like maybe add a patch to the game so you can share like via QR codes or something. Not even have like it because it it could be expensive to have the server space like for actual online play or anything. But there should be we another way, like a code anything. that you can type in and see someone's dungeon. You know. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> What's our 20 bucks going to? <laughs> well, we have SNES games now. <laughs> um, You're not even going to get those monthly. No. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Sorry, the FBI agent started to choke me out. I had to tell him to stop. <laughs> no, you liked it. Admit it. Yeah, I did. He has good hands. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, if I remember correctly. Uh, I did a little bit more. SDS games with my friend one night. We played some uh, Super Mario World. Still a great game, but, you know, not a lot to talk about there. Um, yeah, that's me. Uh, so I guess I'm next, because Thomas isn't saying anything. Um, <laughs> I uh, I played Street Fighter V again. Much surprised. Um, this is my destiny. But this is a little bit interesting, because I was part of the uh, R Street Fighter, the Red Street Fighter, online local, uh, every Monday. Or at least the East Coast one is every Monday. Uh, t- Twitch.tv says RSF Online, I think it is. And um, I'm getting ready. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to play Chun-Li, even though I had not been practicing with Chun-Li uh, for the past week and a half. I was playing Rashid mainly to get my rank up because I'm not confident with Chun enough to play rank. And the runner, his name Joe, Joe Monday, I think, um, was like, we need a Chun-Li main. Who's a Chun-Li main? And like a dumbass was like, me. Um, and he goes, okay, you're on stream first. And I'm like, what? So like, yeah, I, I was first on stream. Uh, if I still see the archive where I get blown the fuck up, uh, against a diamond level aura, which is a pretty high rank. I was, uh, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, and the reason for that is because of a story that's actually, we're going to talk about later. So I won't get into that. Why? Uh, but it led to some very funny commentary throughout the night. Uh, seriously, it's a good, uh, online tournament if you ever want some casual street fighting on, on your monday evenings uh that was fun though like I, i'm gonna I'm, i wish i could do it every monday but i can't uh but i love doing it when i do it it's it's so much fun um but outside of that play more astral chain Whew. okay uh i don't think this is my game of the year um and i don't think it's bad either i actually still love the game and love what it does but i think where the, and this is not just me but where the game really suffers is when you go into the astral plane itself. And it kind of gets formulaic a lot. I mean, it's a platinum game, so a lot of them are kind of just beat them up, go to the room, whatever. But here, uh, the the astral plane is sort of like the seat of dimension you go to. It's all red, always red. Uh, and you basically, you're either finding a small... Ch- it's Sometimes you go in there by small quests, story progression, and... It's sometimes it's really a bitch to nag to because you can't tell what's supposed to go on, what you're supposed to go. Everything looks the same, and it's just visually not interesting compared to when you're like in the real world, and you're in basically not Japan, uh, exploring like do, doing your beat run. That's the fun part. Uh, but that's like like that in the camera. Like the camera's so real pain in the ass. How it just gets super low when you lock on, and enemies can just well, you know, uh, tag team you up. And the camera, you can't see what's going on. So, but I still really love the game a lot. Like the, once, like once the music starts kicking, and once the combat's in full through, or like if I'm doing investigations, like part of it, that's the good part of the game. But again, no game's perfect. I still love it a lot. 
Um, and so not much to say about that. I think I'm near, nearing towards the end of it. Uh, I, I do really like it, and I hope I think it did well enough. I hope it gets a sequel, um, and they maybe fix the astral plane or make it a lot more interesting <laughs> to traverse to than this one. But hey, first time for everything, right? Uh, I actually booted up my 3DS this week and played Star Fox 64 because uh, I was watching a Let's Play of it of a person who had never played it before. I'm like, you know, I'm going to play that. And I thought about playing the Wii U version, and then I remembered the controls, and I was like, no. I am not in the mood to deal with that now. <laughs> so I booted it up. That game is still super fun. Uh, it's it's Star Fox. Like, it's not, there's not going to be a better Star Fox game than 64 as far as I'm concerned. Um, so in terms of just aerial... Some would say there's not any good Star Fox games. I mean, the fir- I mean that one's really good. I would good. say the first one was the only good one. The 64 remake is really good. Um, I haven't played 64, though. So. Yeah, the, I would say get the, the 64 remake is a really good one. Because, I mean, it's just a visual update of the 64 title, but that's all you really needed. The gameplay was already tight enough as it is. You didn't need any more. Um, I missed I missed their just, like, gibberish. That's, like, the only game where I accept gibberish language. Yeah, but I don't want to play a game that run, that's running at 5 frames per second. <laughs> or 10 frames per second, if you're being generous. I could, I, I mean, I could play it on my SNK Classic. I just I just wanted to play something in my bed. something Because I didn't want to, like, overcharge my, overrun my Switch and have not have it fully, like, charged for tomorrow, so... You should oh. play Star Fox 2. I did, but I... <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a different game, and I have to train myself to like think about it differently. It's not like a traditional Star Fox game. You want a game that runs at five FPS? That's the game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also uh, the big thing that I've played this week was the Sega Genesis Mini. Um, as these guys probably got sick and tired of me talking about this damn machine. Um, I just thought it was already out. No, I mean the other no because I of wish. how much you've been talking about it. Yeah. There's hype, dude. I can't contain my hype sometimes. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, this uh, presentation-wise, it's amazing. It's way better than the PlayStation. Boring as fuck. Just here's the screen. Here's the games. Uh, it has like a Genesis grid back. Whenever you're in the menus, it's actually the uh, Streets of Rage 2. Burning. You know, you've heard that sound. you played Streets of Rage 2. Um, like it has a nice presentation. It does it, everything's like a vertical uh, setup, so you scroll down the games, and of course you can do it by ear. And it's it's so nicely pres- uh, it's so nicely presented. You don't have as many background options, but those don't really matter, you know. But I would like you. I think you get more from the Super Nintendo Classic. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Um, I still say I still kind of annoys me. Um, I hate that both Sonic. Now that I look at it, I hate that both Sonic Pinball. And Dr. Evan's Mean Bean Machine are in this game. Especially when you already have Columns and Tetris. So, and like, either one of those could have been replaced with Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Or Sonic 3 and then Knuckles by themselves. Or Sonic and Knuckles by themselves. But that's that's another thing. Um, Game-wise, uh, you know, I played, I played a good chunk of them. I played Contra Hardcore, which I hadn't played that game in at least 20 years. And I forgot how intense it starts. Because, like, mm-hmm. if, if you ever played Contra for the Super Nintendo, because I never played the NES Contra, just never have. Um, it starts out relatively, not mellow, but you can, it eases you kind of in. But Contra Hardcore, you get a fucking helicopter crashing in, and all of a sudden you got enemies <laughs> over you. And you, you'll literally, you'll, you'll get a quick game over within the first screen, first two screens. It's insane. Um, it's, uh, it's actually, I think it's done by the people who are now... Arc System Games, like it's that same company, so a lot of that sort of craziness. Um, 
But it's super fun. Uh, you you play like, as the robot? Yeah, I play as all the characters because I died as all the characters. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the robot's the most overpowered one. Is he? Okay, I didn't realize it was a character. Well, he's just smaller, right? You can, you can yeah. He has, a, he has a smaller hitbox. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I tried Kick Chameleon. That game is a thing. I'm uh, playing it only because... <laughs> That's just, a game. It's a game. It's my it's my friend uh, Chris's favorite video game, so I'm trying to give it an honest no, shot. No. Um, That's no one's favorite video it's game. It's his favorite video game. I'm not I'm not trolling you. He loves that game. I uh, like Kid Chameleon. I'm not... Really it's his favorite game. It's, his one, it's one of his favorite <laughs> games. So I, I love you, Chris. I love you. I know you don't <laughs> listen to my show, but... Our, this show, not my show. Um, but I, I'm playing it for you. Um, I tried Streets of Rage... And I can't remember the last time I played Streets of Rage, and I forgot how amazing that intro is with the music. Like it's like this jet. Like I don't know how they made this music intro. This intro of like you overlooking the city and recapping the first game. I don't know how they made it with the Genesis sound system. Like it's just it's insane. It doesn't sound like it belongs in the Genesis, and then it does. And you get to the actual game, and it does. Um, then you get those twangs. Yeah, and the eggs. Oh, that does gen- that Genesis twang, buddy. Um, let's see what else. I actually tried Street Fighter Two because, of course, I'm going to play Street Fighter Two on it. Uh, and um, I got relatively far. Like, I think I picked Honda just because. I mean, let's just play Honda. I don't play Honda. You're playing with a six button controller, right? I was going to get to that in a minute because um, okay. <laughs> I was going to talk about the controllers. Um, yeah, but I got to play Honda, nothing much. It's so fun. I, I stopped, though. But the game I actually want to play more of, though, that I had never played as a kid was Comic Zone. Uh, that game is a visual trip. Like, it's basically, if you've never heard of it, it's yeah. a guy who's a writer, who's a comic book artist, and he gets sucked into his comic book world. And it's basically a beat-em-up where you're going panel to panel on a comic book, and it's insane. And, like, I love comics. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. But... Once you die, back to the beginning of the stage. There's no yeah. conti- there's no lives or anything. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, I know there was something else I played. So here's the thing about the controllers. Uh, actually, hold on. Before I get to the controllers, one little thing. So um, I didn't Sega didn't promote this, or at least I never saw them promote this. But there's some of these games you need manuals. Like I think Cas- uh, Mickey's Castle of Illusion, you need a manual to tell you what's going on, or like tell you what to do. Or for mechanics and stuff like that, because these are old school games. Uh, if you go to uh, Sega. I think it's manual.sega.com or sega.manual.com. Um, I have it here somewhere. Um, uh, basically, if you go to that site, you basically get the manuals for the games, all of them, and they're all listed. They're all for the Genesis games for on the system. Uh, it's manuals.sega.com/slash Genesis Mini. And you can print them out in PDF form, or you can just look them in the web browser. So, there's just an FY tip: if you're if you bought this one and you you know you may be lost, go look at the manual. It's free, and you can print it out if you want. Uh, I'm not going to because I don't have a printer. Um, so the last thing I'm talking about is the controllers. It comes by default with two three button controllers, which are obviously uh, the uh, <laughs> the early version of the Sega Genesis controller. Uh, and as in terms of holding it, it doesn't feel bad. Uh, it just feels it feels a little weird at first, considering if especially if you're like me who grew up playing the six button one more, uh, or even the Sega Saturn controller, which is very similar. It works for the early games because all you're doing really is running, jumping, or punching. You're not really worrying about menus and stuff or multiple moves. Heck, you can even play Virtual Fighter Two on it. 
Uh, that's a later one, because that's literally a, a two-button fighter with a block button. That's all it is. Um, but having the six-button controller um, helps a lot. Uh, not just with Street Fighter. Um, the one the one thing I've learned into in, in uh, so far is in Comic Zone... Um, you can, uh, you basically, one of the first things you get is you can, there's an item thing you run into, and if you play on the three button controller, you have to manually, you have to select C, then manually move over to it, and then press A to use it, which, that's gonna get you hurt in some instances. Versus if you have the six button controller, you just press the corresponding button to the menu, so X, Y, Z, and that does the item. It's so much easier. So it's more of a, it's it's easier on it, so I'd say spend the extra twenty bucks, get that six button controller. It feels good. Retrobit, I think, does the does them, and you can get it in like translucent blue or black. This is not sponsored by them, but it's I bought the controller, and it has multiple uses besides the Sega Genesis Mini. Uh, all in all, so far I'm really happy with this little machine. Uh, it is wonderful. I'm looking at it right now. It's this right next to my Super Nintendo, and it's it's like I'm in the nineties all over again, man. It feels good to play some of these games, and some of them I never I never played in my life. Um, I love the list of games that are on here, um, and shockingly, I remember playing Columns. Like I remember that game. Either I remember playing it, or um, remember my dad playing it. I don't know, but yeah, Sega. I'm done. Cool. Uh, so this week I started up the Voices of the Vanguard podcast. You can check that out on our website, chartshot.com. Uh, it's where all the Destiny talk goes these days. So, uh, other games that I have been playing. Control, I've been playing some more of that. Ray uh, Tracing. God damn you. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't have said it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Control. There's a couple things I wanted to talk about with it. Um... First is, like, all the side quests that are in that game. Uh, I got to a point where all of these possessed items uh, had been broken loose. So you have to run around the building collecting them and trying to tame them and bring them back to where uh, to the prison that they belong in. Uh, there was one that was a refrigerator that you had to keep an eye on or else it'll, it'll go crazy. And the guy that was watching it the whole time... Uh, since throughout the lockdown, you're about to, like, relieve him from duty, and you have to go through this, like, corridor area to get to him, and so once you go down the corridor, he looks away from the refrigerator and gets eaten, basically, and then you have to go in there and kill the thing that's possessing it. Uh, one of them, one of the cool ones, though, was, uh, there's this traffic light, and, uh, you literally, you literally have to play red light, green light with it. So while it's green, you walk towards it, and then when it turns yellow and red, you have to stop. It's pretty fun. Uh, and once you collect these things, they'll tell you, uh, you get like a dossier about them, and like what, what kind of powers they possess, uh, like what kind of things have gone on around that thing, how they got in possession of it. So it's like fun stuff like that. Um, another one is the Dead Letters. Uh, so the Dead Letters... Um, department of the bureau is basically like all these people that have experienced crazy things happen to them and they write into the post office to have their letter mailed to like the new york times or something but the bureau intercepts the letter and, tr and like determines if it's real or not 
So you get like all these letters and you don't know like if all of them are real, none of them are real, or some of them are real. And you just see like scribblings of mad people. It's like, I swear to God, this thing moves. It's like, it's, re- it's really fun. Uh, and really good writing in this game. So I've been having a lot of fun with that. Um, but other than that, I've just been busy with life. Like I had my teeth fixed. I got some fillings. My mouth still hurts. Um, I did that Voices of the Vanguard podcast while half my mouth was numb. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have bought you dinner afterwards. Is that a inappropriate joke? Yes. What else would it be? Well, because usually you do dinner beforehand, so I was confused. No, you well, do the thing are usually and then funny. you buy them dinner. Uh, that's true, too. Jokes are usually funny. Yeah, I'm not funny. I'm going to jump the bridge <laughs> right over there. It's right across from me. Right now. I'm doing this outside, by the way. Great ambience. Alright. Naked. <laughs> Let's move on into the news. Uh, the classic Dragon Quest games are coming to the Switch. Yay! Experience announced that it will be bringing Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest 2, uh, Luminaries of the Legendary Line, and Dragon Quest 3, The Seeds of Salvation, to the eShop on September 27th. Cool. Right when Dragon Quest Eleven launches. Yeah. Uh, I heard 3 is the only one worth buying, considering 1 is very old school and 2 is really mean. They are all remastered. It's the mobile, ugly mobile versions, but it is worth knowing that they're remastered. Mm. So, you know. That dragon. Maybe it updates them good. a little bit. Who knows? Well, I guess we'll find out. The Actually, the battle sprites look really clean. Like, that's super nice, but the field stuff looks ugly. Yeah, that part, that part does not look good. Yeah. And it doesn't, but, like, the the overworld, like, character sprites do not match the map style. No. It looks like an RPG Maker mess. Yeah, but I don't think these ever got, like, a PSP thing, so, like, they had to go off what they had. Yeah, because so. Square is lazy. They're not going to remake them again. What? That's... That's too much effort. That costs money. Yeah. They don't have money. They have to... <laughs> they've been making Final Fantasy VII for 11 years. Yep. Um, and 15 for 12 years. Something and like that. Kingdom Hearts three for like 20 years. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say on this note that they will be available as a physical release... Um, for the Switch. But I think it said... I think it's Japan only? Oh, is it? Maybe. So I think it's it had a price on it, and I thought it was like 40 bucks. Maybe it was That's 30 way- Yeah. Because I was trying to do the oh. math on this, and either way, that doesn't make sense. Maybe you're 25 for You're paying for the box. I can see 25 Because each one, it's $4.99, $6.49, and $12.49, which is stupid pricing. But... Uh, if it's thirty, if it's twenty-five to thirty, that's reasonable because, like you said, you're paying for the box. If it's more than that, it's stupid. Uh, but it's weird because they had this, like this trio physical bundle, and then a dual pack of Final Fantasy games. That's seven and eight for Switch. That's Japan only. Okay, so they might have both been. But I was just gonna say, you'd think that that would also be, like, it would be two triple packs, you know? Like the three yeah. Dragon Quest games and then the Seven, three eight, nine, PlayStation. And... Yeah. 
Yeah, Square doesn't like 9, apparently. I guess not. I mean, 8's the one that took forever to remaster. Yeah. So, yeah, weird stuff, but I guess it's cool for those that care. But you can buy them all digitally if you don't want the box. Right. I will eventually still get Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. I'm not going to get the Dragon Quest games. Just 11. I'll try 3. My friend really wants me to play 3, because he says it's like the be- one of the better Dragon Quest games. So Yeah. <laughs> to- my rationale is that, like... Those games, I'm sure, were great, like, if you played them all together and, like, got that story and were blown away by the twists of the third one and all that stuff. But if you only care about the story, that's already been spoiled at this point. I mean, not from... I I don't know any Dragon Quest fan, so I don't know nothing. So, I don't know. It's not a spoiler for me. This isn't like Final Fantasy VII. Dragon Quest is, like, oh. super niche. Well, I mean, so. if you only play three, you're not going to get the spoiler Why appreciation spo- anyway. I, yeah. I might buy them all. I mean, they're not relatively expensive. Like, five bucks to play the first one. Yeah. I doubt it's very long, like Final Fantasy 1. Oh, they're they're huge games. Well, the first one's not bad. But two yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're any, it's an NES game. It can't be that big. Compared to mo- compared to modern RPG, RPGs. That's true. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, we have the remake announced with the classic mode at Tokyo Game Show 2019. Told y'all. Uh, gameplay feature that will allow players to enable an optional turn-based battle mode that will more closely resemble the experience that characterized the original game. This didn't seem... I mean, like, yes, it's a new mode. It didn't seem that different. I guess they auto-attack. Uh, yeah, they auto-attack while you make decisions. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the fro- f- you know frozen mode and lets you do the uh, the tasks. So, it's really not that different when you think about it. It's just automating a part of the game. Yeah. It's not actually changing it to a classic mode. It's just taking that, like, hack and slash element away from you. So you don't have to worry about it. This is the mode you play in. But I'm just saying it's not changing the actual gameplay. It's just automating a part of it that you won't have to worry about. I thought it was, like, making it a turn-based RPG instead. But it's still, like, the characters move around freely. They still do the little attacks to build up the meter. You're just not doing that. They're doing it automatically. This sounds like the Lazy Man version. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, I would rather do the active mode, I think, than switch to the classic mode where it's they're less good at doing that same thing. If it was just traditional turn-based, sure, I'd probably switch to that mode. But like they don't, they don't dodge or they don't parry or one of those. I can't remember. There's something they don't do, uh, and so you'll inevitably take more damage that way. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but it's cool that it's there for the people that want it. It's just not what I expected the quote-unquote classic mode to be. Uh, something else that's weird: Doom official vodka <laughs> with bones. This is so good. Bethesda and Rebel Distillers have teamed up to create Doom Bone Vodka. Bone Vodka. Based on on the hit video game series, vodka is already available for pre-order. It's only being sold in the UK, Europe, and Australia, though. Oh! Uh, The vodka is made from wheat, but the kicker comes later in the process. High quality and ethically sourced beef bones. That's so are roasted and smoked before the bone marrow is extracted and then macerated into... Macerated is a word I never knew I needed to know. 
It's a neutral grain alcohol. Why though? That's why not? Just, like why? Because it's metal as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's disgusting as fuck. Fuck Doom. I don't know. It says it's it's dry. It has a dry, earthy start with umami and buttery feel in the tongue, rounding off with mm. a smoky and peppery finish. Considering like the average vodka tastes like nothing, that's a lot like of air. like flavors to have in a vodka. It's kind of right. interesting. There's a there's a vodka sold here. You guys probably have it. It's just like in a shape of a skull. Yeah, it's Dan Aykroyd's vodka. Yeah, I've never had it before. Supposedly, it's like the smoothest thing you could ever drink. Uh, yeah. John Tron did a video where like he had some of it and he was making fun of it the whole time, <laughs> and then he tried it. And he's like. Uh, you got me, Dan. This is really good. <laughs> um, nice. But, yeah, I, I love stupid gimmicky stuff like this. And the bottle's like, really cool looking, too. It looks like Mjolnir, kind of. Maybe you guys should take that trip to Europe instead, after all. <laughs> right? The quest <laughs> to find the Doom Oh, November 22nd. Bottom. We'd already be... No, that's the game release. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't say when it's coming out. Could you import it? Probably. Right, like, could you? Pre- like, could you? I'd, ima- like, I'd imagine you'd be able to like import it from the UK. It'd be stupid expensive. The Probably. website for the vodka is Doom Vodka. Nice. That's so metal. You know, there's some there's some guy kicking himself. I was gonna register that domain name because that sounds like a badass metal band name. I I don't know if I was thinking like what would like what kind of alcohol would Doom pair with. I would have thought Moonshine and call it Doomshine. Wow. Would you just do that for the pun? Yeah, I mean, also, I feel like Moonshine fits Doom better. But yes, really? I would do it for the pun. Okay, maybe I'm not an alcoholic person, so whatever. Because Moonshine, for one, is very strong. It also takes flavor better than vodka does, in my opinion. Um, vodka's a good neutral base, but like this isn't really like flavored vodka. It's just vodka infused with bone. That's, I don't know. It's, it seems like a weird mix to me. Um, or whiskey would be good, but there's no Doom pun there, so moonshine. They're selling it for 45 pounds. That's that doesn't a, seem super expensive, actually. For like a bottle, really? of, like a very good bottle of wine? That's, that's, I don't know how much wine costs. I just know. Vodka. I just need, or whatever. Alcohol. Um, I just know the people who buy cheap Walmart wine. That's what I was thinking of. That's all I know. Uh, that's like fifty six pounds. Or sorry, fifty six dollars. Could oh, you God. die if you drink all that? If you just sat down and drank it, yeah, you it's called die. alcohol poisoning. Yeah, okay, it'd be bad. guys, I gotta pre-order this. Um, but you like, can do I that with know. anything, though. Yeah, but like, it's Doom vodka. You want to be the first casualty to Doom vodka? I gotta die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Something CL. cool. Two ounces. Uh, 23 fluid ounces. So it's not a lot of, of vodka. That's It's pretty expensive for that amount. I'll say that. Like, I think this picture is bigger than the actual thing. No, that's not true, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is surprise me, though. If it would. Um, Alright, moving on, I guess. Uh, GameStop. Back in the news of the store redesign leaked. 
Did you guys take a look at this uh, redesign? Yeah, I mean that I saw. like redesigning costs money. I don't, why are they bothering? Yeah, considering they're shutting what two hundred, three hundred stores, something soon? like that across yeah. the world. I discovered one was shut down when I went to go see It Chapter 2. There used to be a GameStop right to the movie theater. I was going to go, well, let's go pop in, and it's closed. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's like something different. I'm like, well, there's one down. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be a lot of like bigger cities where there's multiple GameStops. They'll just close oh, down right. like every other one. Yeah. Because in smaller towns, that's the only place they go. Yeah. Like we've I, don't got... know, I, think the, I think the redesign yeah. looks pretty cool. It reminds yeah. me of, yeah, it's neat. It but looks like a hot too topic to sell games. Like, it's not that... Right. I don't know. It's not unique. It's gonna smell, but within a month. Cause I was it's... gonna say, this is the cleanest looking game stuff I've ever seen, yeah. and I wonder yeah. how long it's gonna stay that way. It won't, because Melee players will go in there, and then they won't leave, and then they won't shower. In that order? <laughs> yes. I'm not high. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be that order, because if they don't leave, then they don't shower. Yeah. yeah, and then when they leave, they still won't shower because right. they're melee players. Um, I mean, it's too little, too late at this point for GameStop. Like they're they're bleeding, and that sucks to say that. But like, who knows? We'll see. I guess I wouldn't mind going into one because, and hopefully they'll stop uh, telling people like, "Hey, you want to buy the subscription? You sure you don't want to put this period down?" Like, no. I just want to buy my Zelda zip case. I'll never forget like the GameStop employee who got who was super obviously mad at me because I went in just to buy a case for my Switch. Yeah, that never happened when that. I went to buy a controller. Yeah, that's why I just go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. No judgment, no people. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like weird customer service uh, people, I was talking with um, a coworker today at work uh, about gym memberships, and he was going to like he was canceling his gym membership on the phone. And the lady says, oh, you you don't want to work out anymore? You want to be a loser? And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> that would have... Oh, hell no. I would have gone on the bus, gone up there. I would have gone 45-year-old white woman on that on that person. Oh, my God. I would have been oh, like, I... no, actually, I'm done working out. I'm so buff, I'm going to come beat you up. And then just hang up the phone. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. Oh, my God. I thought I was a rude asshole to customers, but then again, the people I deal with are fucking morons. Um... <laughs> But like, oh my god, why would you say that to somebody? I don't know why. Jesus Christ. Fire that. That person should be fired. Move him as a janitor and not talk to people. Yeah, that was that was insane. Oh I've my never god. seen that. I, I hope your friend called like... like, no, how, like did... no, he he just said, yeah, I, I'm a loser. I don't want to work out anymore. Uh, <laughs> I want to speak to your fucking manager. I would have lost my shit. I would have lost it. That's what I would have done, though. I would have just been like, yeah, I'm a loser. Goodbye. <laughs> Uh, anyways, back to the news. Video games. Uh, video games. Uh, Razer patents a game console that looks like the Nintendo Switch. Uh, today we... Oh, god damn it, Nintendo. Soup. Uh, today we have an interesting report coming from Let's Go Digital about Razer. A company that makes powerful PCs, blah, blah, blah. Razer Asia's Pacific, based in Singapore, recently submitted a patent for a gaming controller with mobile device. And method of operating a gaming controller to the World Intellectual Property Office. Uh, console is similar to the Switch in many ways, from its detachable controllers to Bluetooth support. Uh, there are some differences, like the game console weighs 1.4 kilograms, which is about 3 to 4 pounds. For us filthy Americans. Um, which makes it four times heavier than the Switch. Uh, controls are 
attached and detached through help of magnets rather than rails. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the info that we have on it. Again, it's just a patent, and they've made gaming tablets with controllers attached to them before, so it could be interesting. Could just yeah. be nothing. I hope that mock-up isn't like the final. I know that mock-up is the final, the final design because that looks too big. It looks way too like. Unreal. I mean, it's one point four kilos. That thing so. is ugly and heavy. Yeah. And also, anyone that. that puts both control sticks on top of the buttons is just asking to fail. Yes. Because, like, you can't... I understand putting it above the directional pad. You generally choose one or the other. But putting it above the other buttons doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's how the <laughs> Wii U could pro- uh, tablet was. I was going to say, it wasn't that how the Wii U was? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, buddy. No wonder Same that controller way. was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you bought a pro controller because it's actually designed better. Yeah, actually, like, I think the Wii it doesn't pro- work. You can't toggle like that. I, I played Smash with that and it works just fine. Okay, no, because for- you got to be like up. I'm talking about games that actually like use that for camera controls and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. you got to be like on the buttons and then just you know flip down to to do a quick like camera change and then back to the buttons. You can't do that when the control sticks above the buttons. I play Bayonetta 2 like that, so who knows? Maybe I'm just a god. <coughs> Where are you at? Where are oh. you at? <laughs> Out of context. Just a charge shot. For some reason. Where are you at? Get down. That's right. Is that poop? I said that. Oh, no. Oh. I don't know how many napkins around here. Oh, oh no. 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 Alright, well, we're going to let him clean himself up. Uh, in the meantime, Valve is cleaning up their Steam library. Uh, <laughs> overall, Steam library detailed by Valve a few weeks back is now open to the public. At least open to those that opt into the Steam client beta program. Uh, Valve detailed the coming changes earlier this month, noting that better discoverability for both personal libraries and Steam store. This is the primary focus. Developers, this Steam library update brings new announcement features like uh, Steam events that arms game makers with new tools for scheduling and publishing information about things like updates, announcements, in-game events, patch notes, and more. It's going to be helpful for Destiny because uh, they're going over there. Um, uh, those that choose to opt in We'll see a sleeker presentation for their catalog of already owned games, better tools for organizing games within their libraries, a quick access list of recently played titles included uh, in the new look, and a section aimed at highlighting friend activity and their recent plays and unlocked achievements as well. I mean, yay! Hopefully. It's hard to know I mean, without, like, seeing it. Yeah. Because I don't know what this stuff means. It, I mean, it, and it also doesn't mean that their that their service won't be filled with a dumpster fire full of just cheap games made on the to make a quick buck. Well, yeah, that's always going to happen. It's Steam. Yeah. yeah, this is more of a, a library update, which I'm I'm excited about because I've always wanted to sort my games through like years or like some other kind of categories, which just never was. So I started making my own. And Genre. I was like, I'm not going to do this for 900 games. Fuck that. <laughs> e penis size. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, I'm excited, and some of these features are going to be very useful for 
Destiny, like the games that I that I play, anyways. Game uh, that you play. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, did you hear about the? Uh, I think it was France or something. Uh, said that like Valve needs to make it so that people can resell their games. No. What? No, no I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it was like uh, like in law or so. I can't remember. It was like in the courts or something. But they're like, it's you need to have people be able to sell their games. So, if this greases the wheel, uh, I'd have like nine hundred games I could sell. I'd be, I'd be it would, I guess it would just be like the cards. Like you were able to put up your games on the on the marketplace, and right. if anyone wants to buy them, then they can. But otherwise, they just sit there. Right. Like that's not the worst thing in the world, and I think it would it would have to be where you can't play it while it's being sold, to prevent people from just like buying a game, you know, putting it on the marketplace, playing through it a bunch, and then when they get done selling it. Right. Uh, speaking of marketplaces, we have Rockstar launching their own PC game launcher now, uh, and with it, they're giving away a. F- free copy of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's enticing. Not. One of the best uh, Grand Theft Auto games. Yeah, no, for sure. But I don't care Uh, enough for this launcher. If it's anything like their Rockstar Social Club, (laughs) it's going to be trash anyway. (laughs) Yeah, the Social Club's not great. No. I was actually just looking at buying San, San Andreas like two days ago, so oh, well, there I need you to go. remind myself to get this before it runs out. Um, I wish that Epic Games Store deal that gives you the Arkham games for free included Arkham Origins. Yeah, but it's just like a trilogy, for- huh? Yeah, yeah, they like to forget about that game, even though it's a perfectly fine. I know. Yeah, because it's also like the cheapest one, so it'd be pretty easy to throw that in there. Like, yeah. you're getting a lot more value out of the other three. Yeah. <clears throat> but I maybe think it's, it's not a hate for no, no reason. Okay. Because it's the Lego games, too. I was going to say maybe it's just a deal with uh, Rocksteady, but it's not because it's the Lego games. Yeah. It's all Warner Brothers, anyway. So. True. But they did Origins. Uh, oh, well, it's like six bucks on Steam. I know. I might just get it. Because I was kind of curious about Blackgate, also. No, don't play that game. No? It's, not it's supposed to be more like a Metroidvania. It is, but it's not fun. Oh. It's not fun, trust me. Rented, got it from my dad, he had it. Like, nope! Alright. I have no comment on Grand Theft Auto, so it's just... <laughs> Bandai Namco trademarks Encore editions for Splatterhouse, Mr. Driller, and... Klonoa. Klonoa. Come on. Yeah, it's a cute little platformer from the PlayStation era. Yeah. It was also is remade for the like, Wii. Is he just like a ripoff of Sonic? No, far from it. She. Okay. Is it is um, is Kanoa she? I think so. I don't. I don't. I've never played a Kanoa game. Not even the Wii game. It's a stupid expensive. Oh wait, maybe not actually. I thought. I, I thought, thought it, it didn't have a gender. So it's just an. It. Maybe there is a girl in it. It's this definitely is... a girl in the background being hypnotized by something. Uh... Well, it takes place like in, a, in a dream world, so I always call it two D nights. On his ears. Okay. So yeah, there's just a girl in it. I thought I'd seen one that was like a like a female lead. No, your pronouns, pal. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Clonoa seems cool. Like, 
I, I don't really care about Splatterhouse or Mr. Driller, Mr. right? Yeah. That's the other one. Mm-hmm. But Quedo was cool. But again, they remade that for the Wii. So if this is that like... was a long time ago, though. A remaster of the original, is that going to be better than the Wii version? Or is it a remaster of the Wii version? Oh, it's a remaster of the Wii version. I'll never get to play that. And that game is stupid expensive now. Yeah. Like a Wii master? Yes. Uh... <laughs> you know it's a bad pun when Justin boos it. <laughs> There's there's puns and then there's puns, you know. <laughs> That's just like the lowest form of you put yeah. two things together. It's like when you fight a rock monster and you beat him, and it's like, well, <clears throat> I guess we didn't take him for granted. See, that's not bad because that's at least like doing a twist on like a you know you have to know things about rocks to get that. Yeah. That's just hey, we that's also just like we. an action one liner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is fun. You take off some sunglasses and right. really make a show of it. <sighs> ben, talk about Street Fighter. Uh, okay, so th- real quick, uh, I'm not going to be quick about this. I'm sorry, guys. So last week there was Tokyo Game Show, which is which uh, big thing, but there was also it was also host to a big Street Fighter uh, Capcom Pro Tour stop. Uh, it was a super premiere. Basically, it's the same level as Evo in terms of overall points. Uh, huge event and uh, very fun, but uh, the winner of it was Mochi, who's one of the best Street Fighter players of Street Fighter Five players, or best Street Fighter players in general, and he won. And first place was five million yen, or equivalent to fifty thousand dollars American USD, which is a lot of cash. Um, so uh, he won, and he received, and 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 so and and you would think, okay, he's that's a lot of money, right? He obviously got that money. He did not, and there's a reason for that. So in Japan, uh, this is a little bit of context as I have to give it. So in Japan, you know how we have in America, uh, where you can there's like fighting in terms of combo breaker, CEO, Evo, where you basically pay for a registration and you pay for your game, and that money, at least the registration fee goes to not the registration fee, but like the money you pay put in for a game, like ten dollars per game, goes to the pot, and. In Japan, that's considered gambling. Um, and technically it is. Uh, so you cannot... They can't really do big tournaments like that. Or at least before, up until recently, like that. Um, so this led to a very recent creation of Jesu, or the Japanese eSports Union. And it's spell It's written in the most pretentious way. Just go look up Jesu. It's just like, why? Um... And so, basically, in order to make, but it, but there's like a kind of a loophole in Japan where they, cause like, where you are allowed to make up to say a certain amount. I think it's like a hundred thousand yen or hundred thousand dollars USD. I can't remember exactly what the number is. I don't think this article goes into, it, but I was listening to Ultra Chen, uh, the fighting game podcast that they went over this in detail. Um, but basically. <laughs> Momochi is protesting is protesting this. He didn't get a license. It was kind of it was made of a big deal back when he won Evo Japan earlier this year. So instead of getting the fifty thousand dollars or five million yen, uh he um like I said, yeah, the cap is a hundred thousand dollars USD or roughly nine hundred yen Kotaku, your website is lagging on me. Um So basically he got only sixty thousand two hundred yen, or roughly five hundred fifty-eight dollars. 
And the reason why it was less is because he also got a monitor with his winnings, which basically calculated to... Yeah. So... And he's protesting this because basically the this uh, because of this esport of uh, this union how you shouldn't need a license to play this competitive game to make money it's not gambling um, and it's made up of companies within the fighting within fighting games so like Capcom has a representative any Bandai is in it and they decide what games are you can make money in so just because so say for example there's like a new fighting game that comes out that's not associated with like they don't have a representative like they're not in with the Jetsu you can't make money off that you can't win anything um, so far I know Tekken's in it Guilty Gear and Street Fighter those are the ones I know of. I'm really too much into it um, and basically Momochi is like this isn't right and like a lot of what the what the FGC is about at least in America has been about like grassroots getting our stuff together we didn't I mean for the longest time fighting game uh, fighting game people here didn't have like sponsors and stuff it was people coming together putting their money down and playing fighting games but Japan you couldn't really do that um and so that's why he's protesting it so like he it, and it's not like complicated to get a license it's not it's relatively easy to get a license but it's just the principle of what it means of of why he's not doing it um so and here's the kicker too and this is the last note i'll say on it uh again i encourage you to go to ultra chain on youtube like the first 30 minutes of it that he uh the guy is that his name is ultra his name is david he's a lawyer within esports and he does a much better job than i'm doing of explaining this and he actually knows a lawyer from japan who talks about this more that i won't bore y'all with but so say momochi wins Capcom Cup, the big tournament at the end of the year, because I think he's qualified because of this win. The typical Capcom Cup winnings are roughly two for the past couple of years. It's been two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's life changing money right there. If he there's a there's a clause within uh, the Jess within like how esports is set up in Japan. If he wins it and he's good enough to win it, he will get nothing. He will get zero money for winning it. Because he doesn't have a Jesu license. Um, and that's shitty. Uh, and, you know, I kind of... It, it, it sucks for him because he's so talented. You know, and, like, he, he can't make money off of something that he's doing. Um, you know? And, I, and, and, and I'm... It t- it's a bold step. Because, like, can you honestly ask yourself? I'm going to sacrifice 5 million yen to make this an issue. That's a lot of money. I don't know if I could put a set aside... No, I don't. I don't want. I won't put fifty thousand. I won't take the fifty thousand dollars to sign up for this stupid license. I would have said, "Give me the money," because that's just how I am. Um, yeah. So this is an issue. Uh, hopefully, I don't know how the Japanese court system works, but hopefully he can challenge this in court because that's ridiculous. Uh, there's also a story that there were people talking about where a kid won a Puzzle and Dragons tournament, and because he was a kid, he couldn't win any of the money. Not even the parents could get the money. And it was like a decent pot bonus, a decent pot size. Wow. So that's why, like, even though Japan has like these amazing fighting game players, there isn't really like a grassroots scene like in America <clears throat> because of how the laws are set up. Because like, and it is, and and Jesu doesn't just cover like fighting games; it's like anything competitive, so like mahjong and stuff like that. In a way, it's like a scene for them. It's like them seeing of trying to rid the, the Yakuza, because there was a while like the Yakuza had their hand like Mahjong tournaments and stuff like that. Right. Like, that's, a, that's a legit thing. Um, so, yeah, like it's just how Japan is um, Japan is, is stuck in their old ways of like, this is gambling. You can't, you can't do this. And it's stupid. So, 
That's Alexa Momochi. Hopefully, I. It's weird because I want to win Capcom Cup. He's he's such a sick player, but I also don't want him to win because then it's like, you know, he deserves that money, you know. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. It's a shitty situation for one of the great for the, one of the great players. A lot of Japanese players have it, and I don't I don't think he begrudges them. But I do love that he's taking the stance on this. So who gets the cut from? I don't know. Is this I would guess the government. I would I would guess the guy. I would guess they retain the money or the government. Uh, I haven't really looked into that because it doesn't yeah. really happen. Most Japanese players who have uh, Momochi is the most prominent one. Uh, to win without a license. Mostly every Japanese player that I understand has a Jesu license. So this is why this is like unusual. So yeah. It sounds like there's a bigger problem in Japan. Yeah. Like corruption. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is just a starting he's just trying to shine a light on it somehow. Yeah. Um it's real shitty though. Good for him. Fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, alright. Let's talk about Bioware and their content for Anthem post-launch. What? And how there is no mess. <laughs> uh, so we have here from uh, Robertson put out a statement about what we have coming up for Anthem. It says, in order to address the long-term range plans, we are moving away from the axe structure for updates. Uh, instead, we have additional seasonal updates planned for this year. I think players will enjoy. These events will deliver cha- challenges and chases similar to what you've seen and are built around some fun themes we're bringing to the game. Um, yeah, no shit. You're abandoning the axe structure. <laughs> you abandoned it like in March when the first came out. So is this like the biggest disaster in gaming of this year? Oh, it's got to be. Like, I can't think of another fiasco, like, that's this bad. It's weird to think it hasn't even been a year since this game released, because it it's feels like, like just it just disappeared. It was a huge yeah. thing, and it's disappeared already. It seems yeah. like it should have been, like, years old, and it just started to fade off, you know? I don't, I think only a few hundred people still play this game. Yeah. How could they? Sad. There's nothing to do in it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's people like me that just come back every now and then. It's like, anything in here? No. Alright. Uh, um, I can't imagine what they have planned for this year. Maybe like a Christmas event or a Halloween event? Probably. It's just like a couple of skins or something, but I can't imagine anything big. I mean, nobody's playing it, nobody's talking about it. Why put resources into it? Yeah. It's such a shame, too, because there's like a really good skeleton to it. Yeah. If it actually had time to bake, it would have been epic. Yeah. And exclusive to the Epic Game Store. And we talked about <laughs> all the problems that this... <laughs> That'd be something, an EA game, exclusively on the Epic. <laughs> um, yeah. Not good. Not good. Uh, Terminator Resistance sends players to the future war... Wait, to the future war this year. What? That's a stupid-ass sentence. Is that what they call it? The future war? I've never heard it called the future war. I just called the future. That's it. Or, or the, the dark war. future. I mean, they're in a war. Actually, um, not in a war. It's more like a genocidal attack from the robots. A new video game based on James Cameron's sci-fi series Terminator Resistance will be released this November. 
what? <laughs> Terminator Resistance is a single player FPS at 30 years after Judgment Day Apocalypse. It was just called Judgment Day. Uh, in the grim, skull-carpeted car- wastes of future Los Angeles, players will take on the role of Private Jacob Rivers, a member of Resistance Pacific Division, who finds himself the latest target of Skynet. Mix of main and side quests allow you to control rivers as you see fit. Plasma gun wielding, run and gunner, sneaky hacker, all the above. This sounds like really generic. Like yeah, I was going to say visually, it looks like a for, a for FPS but with Terminator robots. No, there's nothing special about it. I, visually, I, I get all of that. I still you're a Terminator. You're gonna I buy it, aren't wanna, you? I still want to play oh. it. Like, it's probably going to be, like, okay at best. It honestly looks better than I would expect a game just being announced that's releasing in November to look, you know? Seriously, they announced this game, what, a month and a half before it releases? Yeah, I've never heard of this before. No, it releases in October, like three weeks. November. Oh, for the out November 15th, yeah. Right. Still. Um, Reef Entertainment. Do we know anything about them? Yeah, it's the, thing that's being dis- it's the thing that's being destroyed along the uh, Australian coastline. Let's see what they've made. Uh, Rambo the video game. Oh, that was- oh no, that's a negative. That's a negative, we'll call. No, uh, that's Captain Morgan and the Golden Turtle? Morgan. No? It says Morgan. No? Really? Come on. Yeah. Uh, some schlocky Wii games. Ooh, Sniper Elite for like the Wii. Rogue Trooper. Oh no, not Rogue Trooper. <laughs> is it? Is that bad? Yeah, it's like... It was really destroyed when it came out. Oh. Are you sure you want to buy this game, Justin? <sighs> Alien Chaos for the 3DS. I'm curious about it. That's the thing. It's not so much okay. that I want to buy it. It's that, like... It's a Terminator game, and it looks fairly legit... So I'll wait for reviews and see. I'm not immediately writing it off. I think you should. I'm not going to. But also, I put this in here because it's just absurd that it's just now being announced. Right? Like, I assume it was probably on their website, but who would go to the Reef... What what was it called? Reef Entertainment. Reef Entertainment website. (laughs) I was literally just on it and I already forgot what it was called. (sighs) Okay. Um, yeah. Terminator is one of those series that I just, or IPs, I just can't imagine. Like, I don't think of any other movies other than the first two. Or even yeah, TV shows. Yeah. I think of all of them, but I don't <laughs> admit that they're all good. Yeah. I mean, it stops at two, as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> In terms of movies. Genesis was pretty okay. It ruined the... Sp- look... Yeah, it's a fine action movie, but it ruined the plot twist. And once you know that, it loses everything special about it. That's the only thing that movie. If you go into a blind, it's a better movie. Yeah, yeah, and that didn't happen for me, and I hadn't happened for a lot of people. I know. The marketing ruined it, but I'm just saying, like now, John Connor was a Terminator, right? Yeah, Yeah. they gave it away. It didn't do super well, and so like now, there's people that could jump into it, forgetting that that it existed. They're like, oh yeah, I never watched this movie. What is it? And they would go unsurprised and fairly... Yeah, but you could just watch Terminator 1 at that point, because that's what it is. It's just a retread of the first one. No, there's with some interesting stuff at the end with Skynet being but, personified. Yeah, it's a little bit... It's it, right, I'm sorry, that was an oversimplification. But it's just like... And just the watch Terminator good. 1. 
Yeah, just go watch Terminator 1, because it's actually a good horror movie. If you want a good action movie, Terminator 2 still holds up. Like, why why waste your time with Genesis when there's better things that exist? i never seen it. The highway chase in Terminator 3 is pretty solid, too. Eh. With the crane and all? Yeah, it's alright, I guess. Probably the most memorable thing about that movie. Yeah, for sure. The rest of it's garbage. But I'm just saying, like, Terminator is a series of moments that all add up to something worth watching. But those moments aren't all in the same things. Yeah. But they never, like, I don't know. It's like they never, we're never going to get that promise of the war. You know, that's the only thing I was looking forward to. And they ruined that with, um... Salvation? The Christian... Yeah, they ruined that because it was, like, near the end of the war. (laughs) Yeah. Salvation was probably the biggest disappointment, I think. Yeah. Like, 3 was bad, but it was fairly unassuming. Salvation, like, gave us this promise of something new and then just kind of squandered it. At least 3, like, we actually saw Judgment Day. We saw, like, no matter what they did... It was going to happen. Yeah. I like that idea. The movie sucks. See, what I want to see is a different take. I know we're off the rails now, but what I want to see is a different take on Terminator where they basically do a Groundhog Day. Call it call it Judgment Day. Like, just no Terminator or anything. Just call it Judgment, call it Judgment Day. Day. Terminator 2. Like, uh, live, die, repeat. Kind of, yeah. And so it's like, you know, Terminator comes back. They try to, they try to do it. They fail. Terminator, a, a new Terminator comes back. Try to do it again. Like, each isn't, time, isn't it's like a different... Like, they can cycle out actors, bring in someone different, meet Sarah Connor and John Connor again. <laughs> I feel like that's every try Terminator different. movie. Like, it'd be fun. I feel like that's every Terminator movie. They always come back, new Terminator. <laughs> well, we stopped it. No, you didn't. And Dark Fate, I guarantee you, the twist of that movie is... At least my opinion, this is not a spoiler, is that no matter what they do, no matter how hard they try, Skynet, all, like, like, Skynet always <laughs> wins. That is going to be the twist of the movie. Yeah, it's that possible that Dark Fate's going to be the movie I want. But yeah, the, the thing is, like, they always show one possible outcome. I yeah. want to see, like, just, a, like you said, a live, die, repeat. Just over and over again, they keep failing. Every single thing they try, they fail. And at the end, the Terminator come, goes back one last time and is like, all right, if this doesn't succeed, we're doomed to failure. And they they fail. And, like, it ends with them failing. Like a dark ending? I guarantee that's what Dark Fate's going to be. Probably. I guarantee you. Because it's called Dark Fate. I mean, like, that that just to me says it all. Yeah. And I'll actually go see it, because, like, that's my theory. That's not the movie ruining anything. Because that is why I like Terminator 3. The way it ended with, like, they did fail, and they just have to wait it out was great. Yeah. But the rest of the movie sucked. So I want to see that with a good movie before it. (laughs) That's that's tough asking. I mean, it could be with this one, but... (sighs) Yeah. Anyway. We know they lose. We know humanity gets fucked. Right. Justin, where can people find you talking about Terminator? Uh, I don't talk about Terminator enough, now that you mentioned no, it. No, you don't. You really don't. You talk about Harry Potter more than Terminator. I love Harry Potter too, okay? Um, I Everyone knows me as like the Zelda and Metroid guy. I don't get to branch out to my other obsessions. It is Halloween. Maybe you should just adopt a Terminator persona, like Photoshop with like, the Terminator face. Get a leather jacket with some. Uh, I mean, you would glasses. look like Kano, but it would look cool. I have my my Terminator head. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, be term do a Terminator video in October or something, November. You can find me <laughs> if you look for Zero Score on Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch. Like I said, I have a new uh, video out. That's on. Sorry, I but the head fell off. 
Um, I have a new video that's on my favorite childhood PS1 games. There's no Terminator games on that list because there's no good Terminator games. <laughs> oh, we broke. Thomas is broken. Oh my god. Please talk. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash Terminator 2 is the best. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy where I retweet about anime, a lot of anime, um, and fighting games and memes and how no one ever understands me. <coughs> and you can find me, your host Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas on Twitter. Uh, check us out here at trashshot.com for audio, video, and written content. And uh, you can email me, Thomas at trashshot.com. We're on Spotify right now. And that's it. Have a good night and enjoy your games. I'll be back. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs>